Hello and welcome to PTC Cast episode 25. Today, Chris and I talk a little bit about um, training around or with some pains in the gym and how we can adjust movements to maybe make them work for you, how we can try different exercises to figure out what works best for you pain-free. This is brought to you by ProgressThroughChange.com where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. It takes you about 10 to 15 seconds to download. Enjoy the show. Enjoy. I have a question for you. No. Have you been like dealing with any pains, sores, injuries, anything like that through this prep? And if you have, what's your go-to to deal with it? To train around it? Do you skip it? What do you do if something hurts, if something feels wrong, if something doesn't feel right? First, I ask myself if it's, you know, important enough to fix, like if it's normal, I guess. Because like when you're lifting heavy weights, it's pretty normal to feel, um, you know, pain in your body. But if it's something that's like, that maybe you usually don't feel, then, you know, I'll pay attention to that. And if it's something that's impairing my actual lifting, then that's something that I have to, you know, prioritize over training sure. in general. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think for me is the way I always try to describe it is it's like, there's a, there's a really big difference between like a sharp stabbing, poking, popping pain versus like a dull nagging, aching pain, Yeah, you know, and not that you want to live with any kind of pains, but I think that's, that's really what classifies, uh, a red alert in my mind, you know, is those pains that like really that essentially get a reaction out of you, right? Like you jump or you, you know, mm -hmm. you notice it or you flinch at it or something like that. Like those are the pains that I really try to, that that's my red alert sign, you know, but some dull aches, pains, I, I would agree with you are kind of normal. Um, I feel like both of them are, are, yeah, I guess, you know, the horrible ones, those mm -hmm. are red alert, but yeah. even the smaller pains, I, I think that, you know, you shouldn't really have them and what yeah. i know with me what happens is they usually build up to a point where you know it is impairing my training and because of the small buildup mm -hmm. i don't really you know recognize it yeah. until i'm done with you know my training cycle yeah. and i'm like oh this is how my body's supposed to feel wow yeah. you know no pain and you know i'm moving a lot better mm -hmm. in training and sleeping better or whatever right I think a big part of it too is it depends on who you are, man. Like if you're yeah. someone like you who is, you know, about to compete in a 242 powerlifting competition, I mean, you're moving big weights, right? So mm. you're going to deal with more dull aches, pains, you know, things like that versus somebody who's just trying to be healthy and, you know, deadlifting 135 for a couple reps here and there. You know what I mean? There's, mm. there's a really big difference, I think. And I think a big point there too is that, you know, sometimes if something does cause you that pain, and you're just an average Joe or someone looking to be healthy is like, you don't have to do that exercise. Like yeah, no. there's, there's nothing you have to do. Like just because somebody told you squat bench and deadlift were the best exercises in the world, you don't have to do them. If something feels wrong, if something hurts or if something doesn't, you know? So, I mean, I think if you're someone who's trying to push the size or push the strength or really trying to, you know, beef up, like, yeah, you might get to a point where it's, it's a little uncomfortable. Mm. But again, I think if you're, if you're average Joe, if you're someone that's just trying to be healthy and maybe whatever, have a six pack and some biceps to you. Like, I don't think it's necessary to be in any sort of like pain. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, when it comes to, you know, choosing your exercises and if, you know, one is causing you pain, mm -hmm. but you still feel the need to do it, you, you don't like there's, there's a bunch of different variations that, you know, would probably cause you a lot less pain. Like yeah. one thing I know is a lot of, um, people do squats thinking that they have to do them. But mm -hmm. I don't know, in my opinion, like squats are weird, man. Yeah. And 
there's like if you don't like doing squats, there's a bunch of alternatives that you can do yeah. to doing squats. I that, uh, I have barbell back squats in very few of my clients' routines. Yeah, they're um, taxing. They're technical and mm-hmm. that's and that's the biggest thing is they're technical. They're uncomfortable and and really they're just they're unnecessary. There's yeah. a lot of better options. Um, so you know for most people. For most of my general clients, like majority of their lower body training is just going to be all unilateral stuff. That I way like we're, that, yeah. yeah, that way we're working on stabilization. That way we're working on coordination. We're being sure that everything can move properly. We're exposing any imbalances, you know, and, and you can still build a great set of legs like that and then burn a lot of calories at the mm-hmm. same time too. And, you know, and then we'll throw in maybe something that's a little less technical, but that we can apply some heavy load, right? Like a leg press or, you yeah. know, a seated leg curl or something like that. But yeah. You know, for, for general population, like it's definitely not necessary to be able to squat, you know, 315 on your back for 10 or something like that. Like, I think everyone should be able to squat and squat well, Yeah. but, um, I think you use that tool to translate to other exercises. It's definitely not an absolute to put a barbell on your back. Yeah. I know for me, um, you know, as a power lifter, one, they're the most painful lift is the squat, you know, it mm-hmm. messes with my hips it messes with my lower backs, my elbows. Yep. And I'm sure that that's because of, you know, the heavy weight and stuff. But honestly, I, there's so many times where I question if it's even worth it. Yeah. Like, especially the next day when when, you're just like in that pain. Yeah. The next day when I can't, or it hurts to get up Mm -hmm. because of my elbows, um, from squat and, you know, my knees and, you know, my hips being tight. Yeah. I was stretching with a friend named Jacob the other day and I couldn't do like, three or like pretty much all of the stretches that he was doing because of how tight I was. And you know, he's 360 pounds just knocking them out. And yeah. yeah, And I was like, wow. So this is where it's, this is where it's come, man. And you know, I couldn't even straighten my leg in the uh, one leg, like squat where you just extend your leg and you know, reach to it. I couldn't do that Mm -hmm. because the back of my knee was so tight. And I don't know it. If to me, it's a lot better to just, train to you know feel better yeah. and you know be better not necessarily to do what you see people do on you know instagram yeah and stuff like that it's not always monkey see monkey do yeah you know yeah i, I would agree with that and um yeah it, it's interesting man because everyone like really thinks you have to and i see so many people in the gym try to force themselves to yeah like i've seen several regulars in the gym that will hit a couple of reps on deadlifts and then they'll back off the bar and they'll hold their lower back like their discomfort like the discomfort they're in pain and then they'll do like some rotational stretches or they'll hang from the bar and i mean man i, I could sit like here and think of like five or six separate ones and you know regardless of whether it's the right or wrong thing to do my biggest thing is like if it makes you feel like that why are you forcing yourself to do it like and even if you are forcing yourself to do it, I mean, is the thought process there like, oh, I just have to push through the pain or is it like, you know, it'll get better over time? Like, you know, if something feels like a wrong kind of pain, it, it probably is a wrong kind of pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think people just, you know, don't know better. I mean, and I, I do this, the same thing. Um, there's a lot of times where I'll keep on doing an exercise mm-hmm. just because, you know, I see people who I look up to do it or people yep. who are stronger than me do it. And I'm like, oh, okay, if I want to improve. This guy does that. I got to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got to do that. And then what will happen is, you know, the next day I'll be in, you know, way more pain than usual. And yep. then I won't even be recovered for the next yep. workout. But I will still do it the next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're goal-driven and, you know, it seems like you're coming to the end of the powerlifting thing. But 
I, I really like to use, um, you know, the aches or pains kind of as almost like a feedback as to my technique or my exercise selection. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, if I hit a heavy leg day and the next day, you know, my right knee is talking to me a little bit, it's like, okay, well, and I can kind of sit there and go through all my exercises and be like, um, you know, was my hip rotated the wrong way? Was my depth wrong? You know, was I shuffling somewhere? Was I applying force in the wrong position? You know, did I, did I lose something on my form? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it causes me to kind of reevaluate and think back like, okay, how can we make it better next time? And how can we kind of look for and feel for it? And, and there are certain exercises that like for me, they just won't work, man. Like I have a very flat rib cage, right? And mm -hmm. so a barbell bench press to the chest a flat barbell bench press is like I've impinged my shoulder three times. Yeah, today. You're be I've said it once. I've said it again. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just yeah. You you have to think of how far my elbow has to get behind my body for our barbell to touch my chest. Yeah. You know, because having a flat rib cage like that, and so that really puts a lot of people in a position that you know aren't genetically made to do you know barbell exercises because humans there's nothing that's a straight line about us. But so those people that aren't made for those exercises try to force themselves into it. And then suddenly something pokes, something pops, something doesn't feel right. And we just, we sit there and we try to force it and force it and force it. And it's like, man, y y your chest would triple in size if you just do a damn dumbbell bench press with half the weight you're throwing on the bar. You know what I mean? It's like, we have to learn to work within our own parameters and not feel like we have to force ourselves into these exercises because somebody on Instagram said you had to, or because somebody on, you know, whatever bodybuilding forum said it was the best way that Dorian Yates built his upper yeah. traps. You know what I mean? It's just like, man, maybe it worked. And even in that scenario, like I have a little tangent there, even in that scenario, man, like if you're saying, well, so-and-so did it and that worked for them, like you're not so-and-so man, you're not Dorian Yates. You're not Ronnie mm. Coleman. You're not, you're not these genetically gifted, like structurally sound bodybuilders, man. Like you might have to take a little bit of a different approach. Otherwise you might, you might hurt yourself. Yeah. So, and you might have to take a little bit different of approach. You know, those may work for you. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with experimenting, mm -hmm. you know, with these lists, but yeah, if you're getting, you know, indications that it's not, you know, maybe as good for you as another lift, then yeah, yeah. that's, that's where you need to take, you know, a step to fix that. And maybe mm -hmm. that's, you know, just getting more knowledgeable or experimenting with, you know, different types of lifts or different exercises or yeah. different training. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, it just comes to like being aware mm -hmm. of how like it's supposed to feel. Yeah. And then just soaking up knowledge and experience yeah. in the gym. I don't think that there's any other way, you know, around that. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think there's a lot of exercises that, you know, if you're trying to do a dumbbell overhead press and you can't reach your arm over your head without any weight, you're probably not going to be able to line up the right way, right? But maybe we could put you on an incline bench to drive that elbow forward to pull your to pull you back a little bit and make it a little bit easier for you to train the front of your delt. So it's like there's ways we can tweak these exercises, we can adjust positions and, and make it work for individuals. But I'm I'm sorry, repeat the question. I guess how how would somebody who doesn't know exactly what you just said, like the process of figuring out how to make lifts work for you, how would you how would a regular person know you know what's right and what's not and like how to get to the point where they're doing the right lift. Something that I think is really underrated is learning uh, anatomical functions like of muscles. So understanding that, you know, we've been on the topic of bench press, right? Yeah. So understanding that your chest's primary function is called shoulder horizontal adduction. You don't need to know the word, but that's a fancy way of saying it drives your hand from outside of your body to inside of your body. Okay. And so when we know you can that, see it. Mm -hmm, yeah. And so, and you'll feel that, right? Like mm -hmm. if, when you're turning a steering wheel, right, you feel your pec kind of tighten up. Mm -hmm. So when you're driving that hand across, you feel that pec tighten up. So that kind of tells you, okay, my chest drives my elbow across my body. 
So if I'm doing a, you know, a barbell bench press and that doesn't feel right, well, let me try these dumbbells where I can actually focus on pulling them out and then pressing them in. It gives you a little bit more freedom at the joint, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I would say deconstruct it to a point that gives you more freedom, right? And that's going to be maybe like solo handle cables, right? Things that are just a little bit more mobile at the joints, maybe um, Olympic rings for row or pull-up variations or dip variations. Maybe that's um, dumbbells, again, because of the freedom at the elbow, the shoulder, the wrist, and all of that. So it's like you have to try to be a little bit more flexible with your movement patterns and, and know that if you're forcing yourself into a machine, something guided with one single movement pattern, there's nothing wrong with that, but you better make sure you line up right. Because if you don't, your joints, tendon, ligaments are going to take all of that shearing force, right? Got you. So as to, as far as to how to figure that out, that's a little bit too specific of an answer, I guess. But I would say start with picking exercises that you can feel the best way and try to build on them from there, right? I don't think sensation is always going to be like the best determinant of how to necessarily train and grow a muscle. But I think if you can start there and learn how to feel it through different exercises, you can build upon it. Gotcha. So it would be first learning the anatomical function of that yeah, muscle. Figuring and out second, what, what that muscle does and just training that, right? Yeah. And then second, like doing movements or exercises that, yeah, that lets you feel that, that sensation, like mm -hmm. that sensation of mm -hmm. whatever you're trying to accomplish. That, that load, that pattern, right? And so, okay, so here's a, here's a good example that most people could probably see in their head. We've all seen someone in the gym curl with more than just their elbows, yeah. right? We've seen someone hump the air, shrug up, yeah, swing their elbows when we know the biceps' primary function is elbow flexion. So why are we doing anything that's not elbow flexion? Right. And so we, we have to, number one, be sure that we're isolating that muscle. And then number two, we have to be sure that we're loading it in parameters that work for it. Right. Mm. So nothing about my hips has to do with elbow flexion. Nothing about shrugging my shoulders has to do with elbow flexion. So it's, it's about isolating these movements down, knowing what they do and then loading them. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And I hope that, you know, people watching this you know, understand that because I think that that's, that personally has reduced my, uh, like injury and mm -hmm. just being uncomfortable after training yeah. by a shitload, man. Yeah. And it's very underrated and very yeah. easy to just skip by. Yeah. Especially when, you know, you've been curling like 60 pounds for reps and then yeah. you hear something like this and you're like, oh, well I can only properly curl with 30 pounds or yeah. 25 pounds. I'm going to stick with the sixties because it makes yeah, me look because, cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a check in the ego at the door thing, man. And you know, the only reason I, I say all this too, is cause I'm someone like I've been through it myself, right? Like my first five years of, you know, training, I was probably barbell benching at least twice a week, sometimes three times a week. Right. Mm -hmm. I've impinged my right shoulder three times every time barbell bench pressing, man. Like I, I just kept trying to force myself into this exercise because it's what Arnold did or it's what Jay Cutler did or it's what whoever did, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you have to take a step back and realize you're not that person and try to figure out another route that could work for you. And do, do your research, man. Like there's, there's tons of information out there that can really give you advice as to how to, how to load these parameters, how to train these parameters, you know, and they can kind of give you some answers too, right? Like adjusting your form is a big thing. So some people, you know, maybe they can barbell bench press just fine anyway at all. Mm -hmm. Some people, maybe they can only barbell bench press if they retract and depress their scapula the entire time because it keeps their shoulders safer. So some people have a little bit more freedom with their form. Some people have to be a little bit more dialed in. So you can almost, you know, there are certain ways you can <clears throat> put yourself in a position to make it work, but you don't necessarily have to. Dang. 
that's a lot. Yeah, it is, it is, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot. But I would say the the biggest takeaway to kind of to kind of put a bow on all of it is to stop forcing yourself to do exercises that cause you the wrong kind of pain. Yeah, because it's not it's not getting you anywhere. It's just regressing you. It's just going to hinder your performance. And then build that knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, practice. Try different things. See what works for you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, sir. Let's call it there. Let's call it there.